coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the Ayo Studio. Ayo. It's the Fade Rap with D and Z. I am D. We've got a great show for you tonight. We're going to discuss who we think will be going in the top five of the NBA draft. Draymond Green is opting out of his contract with the Warriors. And we're going to order up the best third baseman in Major League Baseball. But we start today's show. With another NBA trade. The Suns are sending Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and a package of second round picks to the Wizards for Beal and Isaiah Todd, your old roommate. <laughs> Z, I mean, does this trade even matter? Well, let's be real here. Uh, what do the Phoenix Suns actually need did they need another prolific score no did they need another player who's often injured also no so I don't see how this is a good long term move for the Phoenix Suns not to mention for the the fact that there are only five players under contract you now have Durant, Beal, Booker, Campaign, and Aiton, whom you're trying to move. This is very quickly going to become a situation like the LeBron Lakers or the LeBron Heat, where you're just gonna beg, borrow, and steal veteran mid, you know, mid-level exceptions, veterans minimums. And try and piece together a squad to get you through the regular season, let alone the playoffs. We're not even talking about the playoffs yet. Playoffs? Right? Playoffs. playoffs? We need to we gotta put a roster together. Forget the forget playoffs. Can we talk about signing ten more guys? If someone misses a shot today, who's gonna go up and get the rebound? That's your question. You know, it is it's DeAndre Ayton as of right now, but they want him in a dodge too. So where does he end up? Now, Washington, it seems like this is a way station. It's really all it is. Uh, the GM, the new GM, Winger, his past uh, organizations included the Los Angeles Clippers. And, you know, Chris Paul is heavily tied to the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, rumor has it that the Los Angeles Lakers would also be interested in his services. And who knows what package would go back in the other direction. But the Wizards have been a laughing stock for a while now, right? They keep rearranging the deck chairs on this team, whether it was Porzingis, whether it was Westbrook, whether it was Kuzma, who is testing the free agent waters now. They've just been rotating guys in around Bradley Beal. Maybe this time it's different. Maybe from the standpoint that Bradley Beal is the guy who's out. Everybody else was 
the guy that they tried to pencil in to play with Beal. Maybe they finally realized that Beal was the major issue, right? Because they didn't win. What they win with John John Wall and Bradley Beal? Ugas is what they won with <laughs> John Wall and Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. So they got John Wall out eventually. Now Beal is gone. Tear it down. Let Porzingis go. Let Kuzma go. Ship Chris Paul off. Oh, just cut him. And tear it down. Tear trash. it down and rebuild it. Tear it down and rebuild it. It matters. It matters to the Wizards from the standpoint of tearing it down and rebuilding completely from the studs. From the studs. The the Suns. You know, it, it's nice to have all that scoring. It really is. That that's lovely. But you need more than just scoring. You need to be able to stop the other team. You need to be you need to be able to rebound. You already intimated that. Who was going up for the rebound? Who was the defensive stopper on this team? You know, lighting guys up in the regular season works. But you're not lighting up Jokic. You're not lighting up Jamal Murray. You're not lighting up Aaron Gordon. That's not how this is gonna happen. You need to have depth and you need to be a complete team. And this trade just further, it just further pushed you to the edge in terms of being a one-dimensional offensive team. Not to mention that you, you hired Frank Vogel. How does he fit into this? How does his style fit into this? It, it just seems like Matt Ishbia is just trying to be splashy for the sake of being splashy and not thinking about the construction of his team. We call that a Jimmy Haslam. We'll see if it plays out. I mean, they're going to be good just on the strength of talent, right? The talent, if they are healthy, is going to carry them. But when they get into deep water, I don't think they've got what it takes. You know, Z, I I have to imagine that this is part of a bigger plan um you'd have to imagine that they're going to also move Aiton right yeah um because the move what they've just done is they've just gotten small and they don't have any depth now um and the future you know they're giving up second round picks um like you said, you got to be able to beat the Joker. So how are you going to beat Joker? Um, the only good thing about Beal is he's 29 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have Durant, who's 34. He's been getting hurt a lot. Um, they need a guard. They need a guard to distribute the basketball, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Kendrick Birkins went on the air yesterday and deemed the Suns the best team in the league. Uh, I don't know. I that that's a little heavy for me. Uh, now, do they get into, you know, we're going to touch on this next, but do they get into the Draymond Green sweepstakes? That could be something. Do they go and try to get a Dame Lillard with the draft coming up on Thursday? All right, that's something. Uh, I'll argue a little bit against your Frank Vogel comment. I actually think he's a decent coach. I mean, what he did with the Pacers, I know they didn't win, but they were going to be against LeBron. Um, You know, what he was able to do with Hibbert and George, and that team was pretty impressive. 
And then he did win the championship with the Lakers. I be at the bubble, but he did win with them. He knows what to do with big men. So if they do keep Aiton, I would, I would, I would think he's going to be an integral part of their offense. But you know, to answer the original question, I don't think this this trade, like you said, matters to the Wizards because you know it's over. The Bradley Beal, John Wall experiment. It's all over. It didn't work. They didn't win. Beal is like not your best player, not your second best player. He's really your third best player, right? That's how I would I would think he he's a shooter. He's your Ray Allen. He's a poor man's Ray Allen, I guess, to some retrospect. Um so for him, I don't think much changes. Like shoot the ball. How how is this how are they gonna play together? Devin Booker, how does he fit into this? Who, you know, so I think there's a lot of questions to be answered, and I'm assuming within this week we should figure out what's going on with Eaton. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, well, I mean, I would figure they're working the clock, they're working the phones, trying to get him gone by draft day. Like, that would make sense to me, but um, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, you're going to get 10 cents on the dollar on him. You know, he has maybe, maybe, but if you're, if you're the, if you're the Blazers, you know, you get a big man to team with Lillard. If you plan on keeping Lillard, if you're planning on starting over, you get rid of Lillard, you bring in Aiton, you've got, you know, you've got a big guy to, you know, you want to, you gotta, you have to have somebody big to compete against the Joker, man. You do, but at the same time, nobody's gonna be able to do that. Nobody can match. It doesn't <laughs> no, matter. No, nobody can do. That. You guys, you nobody can do that. No one has demonstrated that they can do that. So it's gotta be it's gotta be a scheme. You have to coach it. You have to have multiple guys. Miami at least figured it out in a short burst, but one guy is not a, he's not the. He's not gonna be the Jokic stopper, right? So that guy doesn't exist. True. Right. So it's a question of putting a complementary team together around a guy like eight. You know, like if the Pelicans were willing to keep Zion Williamson and somehow if somehow Zion could stay healthy, yeah. You you pair Zion with Aiton down low. And you might have something there, but that's a, a big, major. It. It's a big it's if. A big or you know, what sounds like in New Orleans is he's kind of checked out. He's immature and he's not willing to, you know, get on a strict diet and and do the proper exercise. He's pretty much taken all the money that they've given him, and that this is who he's going to be. So I mean, it's unfortunate, but that that happens sometimes. Yeah, no, he definitely does. So like, you know, at that point. Maybe Aiton and a Bam out of bio in Miami. Maybe that becomes a, a good low block, mm-hmm. and and maybe that injects some life. And you move in Aiton and you move in Lillard. Now all of a sudden Miami is a force to be reckoned with at the top of the Eastern Conference. Possibly, possibly. I mean, he seems to me Aiton seems to me like a small market kind of guy. He's a yeah. pacer. He's a piston. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. He's uh, a wizard. <laughs> but sticking with the NBA, 
Draymond Green opted out of his contract with the Golden State Warriors yesterday by turning down a $27.6 million option, which will make Green a free agent if they're not able to agree to a new deal. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Well, it's a big deal from the standpoint that this is going to accelerate the decline of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Because... Draymond Green was their heartbeat, you know? You have Steph and Clay. Steph and Clay were the talent. Like, they were the engine. Like, they made things go. But you couldn't have done that without Draymond Green doing the dirty work, right? He was the soul of that team. He was like, you know, he'd be akin to, like, a Charles Oakley type, right? He's not. He's the guy that you want in there, kind of mucking things up and doing the heavy lifting, so that your star player doesn't have to engage in stuff like that. So he played a very critical role. Who is that? Who's going to replace that on the Warriors team? I don't know. I don't see it. But Clay is isn't getting any younger. Steph isn't getting any younger. Jordan Poole did not show you anything great you have a new GM he's going to want to put his stamp on this team he's already started right he's Dunleavy. he's going to yeah Dunleavy is going to accelerate this he's going to remake this team because they know that the window's closed I think he said all the right things I think he's you know he was smart to say oh we're going to try to bring Draymond back I think that was a smart thing to say well, of course you're going to say that. You know, you're not, you have no leverage otherwise. But if you're looking at it from a Draymond Green standpoint, could he possibly get more money? Maybe for a desperate team. I think he might be able to, to get a little bit more than what he was going to get. The 20, 27 and a half million bucks is, is not chump change. So, you know, who needs a defensive stopper? Who needs somebody who's going to get in there and, you know, muck it up a la a Charles Oakley or a Dennis Rodman or an Anthony Mason? You already mentioned the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns need somebody with aggression. They need somebody with actual, like, effort in terms of in, in terms of defense and rebounding. Because that's defense and rebounding. It's about effort. You need to give effort. You need to try on that side of the ball. You can't just be Ole. What is this Ole bullshit? Ole, Ole, so, Ole. So, that would be... If Phoenix can afford him, that that's the question. If Phoenix can afford him, that would be a fine addition. The Lakers, always an option. Just because, you know, LeBron admires Draymond, Draymond from afar. And LeBron tends to get what he wants. So it would be actually funny if you have LeBron, AD, the Nut Puncher, and Draymond on the same team next year. Like that could be very interesting. Go east to Miami. Like we, we mentioned trading for Aiton. Just go sign Draymond Green. You have Lowry, Butler, Adebayo, Draymond Green. That's not bad. That's actually that's actually pretty decent. He could revitalize the Celtics. Like the Celtics need grit. Right? And he could definitely... Draymond Green will find a home. 
he's he his skill set is such that he will find a home. What's he the worth, Easy? What's he worth, Easy? That's I mean, the he, question. He's looking for, I think, a hundred million dollar contract. The guy averaging a triple single. Mm. It depends on the term of the deal. I think if you can get him, I me, mean, because he's not thirty yet. I believe he's twenty nine. So maybe. I mean, twenty-four for twenty-five is is going to be you know four twenty-five million AAV. That's going to be hard to stomach. He's thirty-three years old. He's thirty-three. Okay, so that already takes off takes a five-year deal off. If I'm if I'm a realistic GM, I would probably I would do mm, three for seventy-five with the option for a fourth. Four-time NBA champion. Yeah, but he's also 33, like you said. And you're you're playing a physical style. Your body will start to break down. I think three would be can't a really shoot. Can't really shoot. Never could. Yeah. But that's not what you're paying him for. Mm. That, that's not what you're paying him for. If Draymond Green is going to be your number one scorer, you are screwed. Like that's let's be real here. Like you're paying him. Like Dennis Rodman carved out a really good lucrative career. Right, being a defensive player, Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah had a very lucrative career. Didn't really have much of an offensive game. He was, he was okay, nothing great. But, you know, I think you could probably carve out, You can. I could stomach three for 75 with an option for a fourth year, depending on how things go. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm more bullish on Draymond than I think almost everybody else is. I think his value is in the system that he plays in. I don't think he's a guy that could just go to any team and all of a sudden that team is going to be like extremely good. Um, so like in a situation where he would go to Phoenix, I think Phoenix could definitely use him. I think the Lakers could use him. I don't know how he'd work out in Miami. I don't know how he'd work out in Dallas. These are just some of the teams that are interested in him. Um, I don't know how he'd work out in New York. I don't know how that would be. Mm. You know, the, the thing about him is, you know, he was on a team that didn't need him to score. He's likely going to places that are going to need contributions from him. And I don't know if he can provide what what other what teams need. You know, you, I, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know what his value is, but a hundred million dollars? I don't know, man. On a thirty-three year, on a thirty-three year old guy. What about Philly? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. No, no, I don't think it works there. I don't think it works there. Boston. Again, they they they're they're getting the same players. They need they need like a guard or a center. I don't think I don't think him playing forward is going to help them. And I'm, I, I think Draymond's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. I think he's a good player. But he, his contributions are are really based on the offense that you're running and what you're doing. Um, I don't think it's something that's like, okay, Draymond's here. We're already going to be Eastern Con. We're going to Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think it works like that. Do you disagree? I think he fits his system. And I think... 
in the right system, he'll thrive. Now, like if he goes to Boston, are you are you penciling Boston into the Eastern Conference Finals? No. Okay. If he no, goes, if he they, goes, they, if he goes, okay, if he goes to the Lakers, are you going to pencil them into the Eastern Conference Finals? The Lakers. Uh... You got to understand what the dynamics of that team are. I mean, Anthony Davis is going to get hurt. LeBron's probably going to miss time. Yeah. You going to pencil them into the Eastern Conference Finals? Probably not. Six seed. He goes to that team, they're six seed. He, they, they, he, they are where the Warriors were. He goes to the Suns. Are you going to pencil them into the Eastern Conference Finals? They would. I would say that in the West, if you are going to, if they're going to add Draymond Green, that is going to that team is going to get the most boost from having Draymond Green on that team because they play no defense, none, none. They don't rebound. Like he, he will do that. So like he will give in the Western Conference the most juice coming out of Draymond Green is is going to be if he goes to Phoenix. In the East, I think it takes a Jimmy Butler. It gives Bam Adebayo somebody else to to work the, the low block with. I think those teams benefit the most from a Draymond Green sign. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto really care about what's under your hood but i mean we're gonna see what happened because you know we still have the draft coming up so trades can be made picks you know picks are gonna happen people's lives are gonna change this thursday the nba draft is thursday night and everyone is pretty sure victor Wembanyama is all but going to san antonio at number one Who's your top five? And is there a Jokic-type player that could be taken later in the second round or a Kawhi-type player who could be taken outside the top ten that'll make an impact? Hmm. That's a very good question. So let me start with who I've got going in the top five. All right. So, yeah, number one, I, I don't think anybody's passing on Victor Wimbanyama, right? I mean, there's no there's no reports that indicate that the Spurs are going to, you know, go off script and think that uh, a Scoot Henderson or a Brandon Miller is going to light the world on fire. And that makes sense. I can get on board with what they're doing. Um, I was playing, trying to play devil's advocate, you know, and say... You know he <laughs> he could he could fail, but you know you rather take him and fail with him than see what life is like not taking him, right? Yeah. Number two, I've got Scoot Scoot Anderson. He's worked his ass off in the G League. I got him going to Charlotte to get to this point, and this is exactly the player that they need. Uh, he's a real adult who's hungry, wants to make an impact on an NBA team. You can't ask for more than Scoot Henderson here. At number three, I've got Brandon Miller. If I was if I was drafting, this is the guy I would have taken number one. Mm. 
I take a chance. He's a six-nine guard. Put Alabama basketball on the map, man. And that's an SEC football school. So he has a chance to become what Andre Barrett should have been. <laughs> uh, next, I've got it for... I got the Houston Rockets making a trade. I've got them trading the number four pick and Jalen Green for Zion Williamson to the Pelicans. Whoa. That's what, I, that's what I got. That's what I got. Because you bring in Zion, you go and you sign James Harden. You've got James Harden and Zion Williamson. Let's go. Let's go. That's what I think. That's what I think they should do. That's what I think they're going to do. And then I think they go ahead and they go get Jerace Walker. 6'8 forward out of Houston. And they hope they can turn, and the Pelicans hope that they can turn him into an Anthony Davis, and they prepare to build around, around him in the next couple of seasons. That's what I got going on at 4Z. And then at 5, I've got a boring pick for the, the Pistons. I got a Cam Whitmore, Whitmere, Whitmore coming out of Villanova. I think they look to pair him with Cade Cunningham. And they have a nice little two-guard thing that the <laughs> that the Wizards did for a couple years. Um, <laughs> it, 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 look how much they benefited from the two-guard system. Yeah. So. And then a guy that I think that could fall, that I think could could be of value, is I do think this Drace Walker guy is good. I think he's good. I think Keontae George out of Baylor, freshman, I think he could play. I think he's a. I think he's a good player. Um, and then if you're gonna go to the second round, you know, second round is he oof, hard. It's hard. Um, you can get on board with an Amari Bailey. I like in guards. I like guard play. I like in guard play. He's a little. He's 6'5", 185 pounds. Put some weight on him. I think he'd be a really good guard. Um. Yeah, that's where I am. Where are you? Well, as far as second round steals, I mean Andre Jackson from UConn. Yeah, I don't. I don't bet against UConn. Six have... six two ten junior. Yeah. Experience. Battle champion. Tested. Champion. Exactly. So, like for me, like I see him as kind of a dark horse. I mean, you have a guy like Oscar Tshwebi out of Kentucky, 23-year-old senior, 6'9", 260. Like, he was highly regarded and just kind of is like laying in the weeds and kind of floating. We'll see what he becomes, but he could be a, a big, uh, you know, he could be a big impact big man. And then Olivier Maxence Prosper he, at a Marquette, his stock is rising. So he could very well end up in the first round. But um, it's, it's going to be, I mean, Wembanyama is pretty much guaranteed to go number one. I mean, the reputation that the Spurs have, particularly in France, drafting international players, there's plenty of cachet there. And I think that Wembanyama is going to go to San Antonio. This is not the overnight turnaround that people are expecting. Now, when they drafted Tim Duncan number one, that team was ready to go. They tanked for Tim Duncan. That team was pretty decent, and they chose to suck to get Tim Duncan. 
that this team, the team that Wembanyama is going to, ain't that team. David Robinson is not there. Avery Johnson is not there. Sean Elliott is not there. Like, those guys are not there. Charlotte, number two. This is a team, right? New owner. We're going to get to that later. You know, are you going to pick a guy to pair with LaMelo Ball? Like, what are you going to do? I think it's going to be Scoot Henderson at number two. But I don't know if it's going to be Charlotte, though. I can easily see New Orleans getting in there. You had him going to Houston. I could see New Orleans dealing Zion for the number two pick and taking Scoot Henderson. I can definitely see that happening because it's kind of a homecoming for Zion, correct? He's from South Carolina. He went to school at Duke. Duke is in North Carolina. Charlotte's in North Carolina. But it seems to be a pretty a pretty good spot for Mr. Williamson. So I can definitely see Charlotte getting into that. Now, what does Portland do, right? Do they keep three and try and keep Lillard happy? Do they trade three and try and build up assets? Do they trade Lillard and get another pick later on in this? It's interesting, right? There's a lot of ways that Portland can play this. I'm going to play it from the standpoint that they're going to draft a guy that another team may want. And that other team, that other that player is Brandon Miller. Right? Brandon Miller clearly like clearly the best college player. Character issues aside, right? We understand the issue regarding the the murder. We understand what went on, the investigation that took place. There's a lot of question marks there. Now, apparently, NBA executives are satisfied. They're satisfied with what they've been hearing from both the investigation and from Miller himself. So you have to take them at their word that they, you know, they don't see any red flags moving forward. Now, best player available, yeah, you take him. But if something becomes available down the line, maybe you trade the draft rights. Remember, Kobe Bryant was traded. Remember that, boys and girls. Kobe Bryant was a Charlotte Hornet for all about an hour and a half. (laughs) So, let's not forget that. Number four, Houston. It's a bold strategy. Right? You, you said uh, James Harden. James Harden, Zion Williams. Old strategy, Kyle. Let's see how it works out for him. <laughs> Tenth place. I'll give it that. I'll give you that right there. There's a, there's not a lot of talent on that team. Um, I don't know. I see them taking one of the Thompson twins. I'm gonna go with Amen Thompson. Yeah. Amen Thompson. He, he's a he's a solid player. He's 20. He's uh you know he's got the. He's 6'7", 202. He's got the size, got the body. I think he'll fit in. If you bring, if you bring in Harden, well, that will definitely kind of impact things and change the trajectory of the organization. You suddenly go from, you know, we're building to we're winning now, right? Because James Harden's not coming in 
and then he's going to sit for a year while he, while the kids develop. That's not what's happening here. And the other Thompson twin, right? Asar. I have him going at five to the Detroit Pistons. At this point, best player available. Detroit needs so much that you could take so many. You have so many different guys, right? You take Whitmore. You can take Walker. You could take Grady Dick. You can have a Dick in the Motor City. You could take Anthony Black. You could, you know, they're you're so limited in terms of talent that you can take anybody, right? It, they're the Pistons are to basketball what the Raiders are to football. They need so much, and they're a complete wild card. Obviously, Taylor's thinking, I don't know what the hell he's thinking. So, I think that's something that could very well happen. Now, we both have top five trades. Do you yeah. see anybody else moving? As uh, you know, do you see any major established players? I'm not. I hesitate to say superstars, but do you see any established players moving in uh, on the dra- on draft deck? You know, Jalen Brown would be interesting one. Um... LeBron James would be an interesting one too. Um, Jordan Poole, maybe. Jordan Poole. Yeah, I think they go. I think the Warriors have to figure out what they're going to do with his salary because I don't think. I think that that's a bad contract. I think they've got to try to get away from him and get away from that situation. Um, Dame Lillard. I gotta imagine that's a possibility. You want to see people who are trying to shed some some salary um i just don't know what the uh, the backup plan for that would be though that's only that's the only reason why i'm not sure he'll leave because what's the backup plan if he goes i don't know the room either julius randall or obi Toppin are on the ah. you know obi hasn't really gotten much burn here in new york but you know it's kind of like you know you kind of want you kind of want something for him you know mm. he's you know he's, he was a first round pick so you might be able to get something mm-hmm. so, you know kind of like in the Zion Williamson kind of thing like the change of scenery will do him good I mean it's worth a flyer you know and there are well, plenty of teams it, out there that can, that can have them it's that damn Tib system you know I mean I felt like he played well when he came off the bench in the playoffs um, he, he definitely has talent and talent is there he's just got to get opportunity right. absolutely and you know what a team like Orlando a team like Indiana like they're they're at the top of the draft so send him there that will provide him with an opportunity well you can send him to Memphis Memphis has uh, has some opportunity now for 25 games Right? The NBA you gotta is want, dominating you, you gotta really, dominating today's it's headlines. Crazy. But you gotta, it's crazy. You gotta imagine, you gotta imagine Dallas has kind of got to make a splash too, right? I mean, they they pretty much, you know, made sure they lost that, that game so that they could get this top 10 pick. Um, so I wonder, I wonder if they're going to make a splash or if they're going to try to trade the pick. Um, Maybe they try and trade up. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they're probably eyeing the Duke 
uh, center, uh, Derek Levi or Lively, 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 7'2", 215. I mean, it's hard to find players that could play well with Luka, though. I don't, I don't know how that, that how that dynamic works because he's so well, ball dominant. True. And then you go around about Kyle in a sign-in trade in Phoenix. So having the Maverick negotiate and get something for it. I don't see why that makes any sense. But like you said, the NBA is dominating headlines today. Definitely want to jump into this topic because I know you were – you are not so happy with the the penalty here. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies guard John Morant was suspended 25 games by Commissioner Adam Silver on Friday. Was the suspension excessive, not enough, or just right? The association indicated that this was a severe punishment. And severe. A job. Like a severe, severe thunderstorm. Absolutely. That's their that's their job to advocate their client, right? They advocate for their brethren. Over looking out for the public relations of the league. You cannot have the perception that you are going backwards. All those years ago, Gilbert Arenas brought a gun. And forever, how view like gun safety, right? That that's important, but also mm-hmm. like how these interactions play in the NBA. It's it's definitely marred the sport to the point definitely need to take this into account definitely take this into consideration at the arena it happened on instant live so just because it did not happen in the arena doesn't mean that he Morant was off duty so to speak right when you're that you're always on whether you like it or not it's part of the role it's part of the role that you play. And you cannot be that big of a public relations disaster coming off of the first suspension where you said, okay, I'll never do it again. I'm working on my mental health best management. Oh, look, a gun. Let me let me point that again. Let me let me look at this again. He took his no he took his thumb and he thumbed his nose at Adam Silver. And if I'm Adam Silver, I'm taking that personally. You lied to me. You made me look like a jackass. I defended you, and this is what you did. So, 25 in my... You already... I... It should have been half a season. Just from the simple fact, you cannot have this going on with a supposed star. An alleged superstar... 100% an alleged superstar at this point. You need to be firm on these. You need to send a message that regardless of your stature in the league, it's a huge missed opportunity and he will absolutely do it again. Absolutely will do it again. Because he has demonstrated 
that he will do it again. It's the, he's done once before. What's going to <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was, I think it's fair. It's a, it's basically a third of the season. Um, listen, he's 23 years old. Yes, I, I think I 100% agree. He shouldn't have done it. It's bad character. Um, it was a very, very dumb move. And some of the excuses that I'm hearing that it wasn't, the gun wasn't real and all this other nonsense. It's, it doesn't, it's not a good look. Um, half the season's a little crazy. I think it's a lot. Um, especially, I mean, he legally owns the gun. He shouldn't be brandishing firearms, but I don't, I don't know if there's anything in the CBA about this stuff. And, you know, this, he, he shouldn't do it. I mean, it's the bottom line. You shouldn't do it. It's bad that he did it. You didn't get the eight-game suspension the first time, so now you're getting 25. I hope you learned your lesson. I am trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think this is the last time. I think he's learned his lesson. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's moved out of Memphis after this year if he doesn't get his act together. Uh, but... I, th- I thought 25 was fine. Imagine if they imagine if they did something where you know they got to choose which 25 games he he was he was suspended, right? That'd be interesting, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you're not suiting up today. <laughs> you're not suiting up today. Oh, okay. What games are they gonna? What games are they gonna? Oh, you're not gonna play against the Jazz. Okay, <laughs> you're not gonna play against the Pistons. Again, oh no, you're definitely not gonna play against. You know, you're not going to play against the, uh, the Orlando Magic. But, nope, you're going to suit up on Christmas Day. You're going to suit up for the Laker game. You're going to, you know, that's what's going to happen. But this is because this gutless administrator. And the, the, the league? The league is or... You're saying the league? You're saying the league or you're saying the Grizzlies? I'm saying the league. The Grizzlies okay. suspended him in death. The Grizzlies put the foot put their foot down. Adam Silver. Woo! And, get him. And 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 then during the He gave a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, what a trying to upstage the NBA finals with John Moran's suspension. Just gonna put a pin in that. Tune in next week. Gutless. Absolutely gutless. And Stern would come from the dead, drop dead, and roll over in his grave. What Adam did in that in that scenario. It just showed a lack of leadership and it showed a lack of regard for the league. Like, yeah, I to be every player's friend. They'll they'll screw you over every time. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. All been in management. Don't don't try and befriend the rank and file. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies. 
snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. We've got another fun topic for you. I know you're excited about this one as well. The men's USA soccer team beat Canada to win the CONCAF on Sunday night. How important was this win for men's soccer? You ready for this? Complete, actually, not very important at all. Coming back to the team. Who's coming back to coach the U.S. men's national team? He's, Triple G is back. Greg Berhalter is back. And the same lackluster play that plagued this team prior to Berhalter and the whole Gio Reyna, Claudio Reyna scenario, that's going to come back. The style is not exciting. The style just doesn't fool this group of players because they demonstrated that they are quite talented. When they're put in an area, if they're put in a system, their strengths. Gio, very talented. Pulisic, you wouldn't know it from Chelsea, but he actually is pretty good. He's pretty good. You have Balogun, right? He's been in England, but he has American citizenship. He scored in the fourth minute. You have some guys. You actually have a number nine now. So this team, once you get Adams back, McKinney comes off his red card. Dest comes off his red card. You have the makings of something good, right? And this coach... The coach that was the caretaker, he injected some life. And we're just going to come back to Greg and that boring slog style. And let's not mention, forget to mention, I should say, is he holding a, a grudge against Gio Reyna from what happened in the World Cup? Because that sounds like a bad idea. That really sounds like a bad idea. Because this is like you have to iron out you now that particular conflict. I know that several players are pro Greg Burhalter. I understand that. But one of your most prolific players was embroiled in a major scandal involving this guy. So you need to tread lightly here. But in terms of quality of play and in terms of style of play, I think this is amazing. And is this is go- we're going to look back on this CONCACAF Nations League. What you think fondly on it because we're not going to see style of play ever again. Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess I looked at it a little differently in the fact that, yeah, they won. But when you look at the numbers, how they won wasn't very impressive. Um, Canada dominated time of possession, and U.S. passing was awful. Um, 
I'm not saying they got lucky, but I, I think what was I think what's more important than this victory is the fact that since I think we're the host country in 2026, I believe we get an automatic bid, right? I think the U.S. gets an automatic bid into the World Cup. I think that is the most important thing because that's going to make U.S. soccer relevant. That's going to make people watch it, and that's what people we'll care about it. Not being in the World Cup is just like a punch in the stomach. So the fact that they're going to be in it, I think that's more important than this victory, um, especially the way they played. Well, U.S., Canada, and Mexico all get the automatic bid because they're all they are co-hosting. Yeah, that's good though. North America. Well, it's good. It's good for. It's good for the U.S. Um, I think Canada girls can girls soccer team is pretty good up there. Um, Canada has plenty of MLS guys out there. You know, Alfonso yeah. Davies, Alistair Johnston. You you have Kamal Miller. You have players on this team with with significant MLS experience, international experience. So. You know, it's not going to be... I mean, it wasn't as sexy as U.S.-Mexico. No. As violent. That's Mexico. You know, let's just straight up. Like, Weston McKinney got his nipple twisted on, on national television. <laughs> yeah. And the coach gets fired after the performance in, in, yeah. uh, Nations, in the Nations League. So... I saw that. The great thing is that they do have a years before... Before they really have to like get their play in order, but they're very much still seeing what they have. The issue is the decision, right? Burhalter didn't bring bring um, Ricardo Pepe. He brought Jordan Morris instead. It, the sentimental feeling, right? That this guy's his last ride in the World Cup. Well, you could have made a bigger offensive dent. If so, play the young guys and adapt your style to rely on the 35 year old veteran just because he's never been before. Lots of American players haven't been to a World Cup before. Keaton Parks hasn't been to a World Cup, he's kind of like on the periphery, you know. Uh, James Sands hasn't been to a World Cup before. He's kind of on the periphery. So give these guys a shot. They don't just go to the old tried and true because of the old tried and true. You may be impressed and very well have energy. God forbid. U.S. soccer has energy. I don't want to go back to the Taylor Twelman, what the hell are we doing, Rand? But seriously, what the hell are we doing? You play the play the young guy, play play the young guys who have energy, joy, who have skill. Make them work for you. Don't try and pigeonhole them into some bullshit system. That got Klinsman fired. Jurgen Klinsman is now in yeah, and he's barely hanging on to a job. So this class, this group of kids. And they're still kids, a lot of them. They have an opportunity to do something special here. Don't fuck it up for them. Let them go. BJ Callahan 
he plays style. He plays a more aggressive style. But it seems to be playing well. It seems to be... It, it seems to this particular group. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. At the end of the day, we're still... And rosters still need to be finalized. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. Fair or foul? Judging the more messed up stories of the week. All right, boys and girls, we have a statement. It's either fair or Fair or foul? Number one, the Hornets will do better. Michael Jordan has sold controlling interest in the team. I think it's fair because they didn't win anything while he was there. You know, there's no championships, no Eastern Conference finals. I'm not even sure they won a playoff series while he was there. So they only, you know, they can only go up from here. I think if they get the draft right and they make the right moves the next couple of years, the, the Hornets have a chance to be competitive. Uh, it's absolutely fair. The fair but let's be real but you do have the opportunity to make some moves right you have Lamella Ball you have Gordon Hayward Gordon is you know is mid 30s he, he does but at the same time when he plays he's still pretty good you have Oubre he's a in that Rozier a little bit better <laughs> and you have, you have a bunch of other guys on this team right you're trying to become relevant and it's been a while right Jordan Jordan's on this team and right? it is not to say the least it is not you had Steve Clifford James Borrego you had Steve just there is they had one appearance the 2015-2016 season Clifford was the coach they lost in the first round since then uh, nope 36 and 46 36 and 46 39 and 43 23 and 42 33 and 39 James Borrego had a winning season then they fired him <laughs> 40 43 and 39 just narrowly missed the bubble and then just narrowly missed the play in and he got kicked out on his ass and then Clifford 27 and 55. So you can't do much worse. 
you can't. You can't. You need to build around LaMelo Ball and you need to build around LaMelo Ball quickly. And I think that him being gone, it's only going to accelerate this process. New ownership is going to come in. They're going to want to put their stamp on this team. And I think that there will be a greater turnaround than we expect this year. I'm thinking probably like like 11. Like just a, another year of just hovering around the perimeter. And then, then they're going to strike. Fair or foul? Rob Manfred's comments on the Oakland A's reverse boycott. <laughs> so just so everybody knows, he, you know, they were they were asking him about the reverse boycott. He came out and said, "I mean, it was great. It's great to see what is this year almost an average major league baseball crowd in the facility for one night. That's a great thing." So, yeah. <sighs> I think it's a fair comment, but Rob, you shouldn't have been saying it. Uh, you got to leave that up to other people to say. So I'm going to go with foul. Uh, this is not the comments a commissioner should be making. Oh, God. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of. <clears throat> so it's unbelievable Rob Manfred can be. It's great to see it. It's great to see what is this year almost an average. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's just, that's just, you're an idiot. He needs, you're, you're he needs a PR you're team. You're a goddamn idiot. You're a goddamn idiot. He needs a strong PR team. He's a goddamn idiot. So, it's completely foul. It's completely foul. He just sounds like a guy that would wave at Stevie Wonder. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't this this is a very bad situation, right? This was Dodgers with the McCourts and baseball is burning in East Bay and you're playing a fiddle saying how great it is. (laughs) You fiddle. (laughs) Absolutely. I just, you know, he just is blinded by the fact that the same day proved the deal. So Oakland's going, and that's more money in his pocket. Like, I get it. I understand. But at the same time, you cannot make that statement when you did. Anyways. And you just kicked everybody in the nuts in the goddamn ballpark. There's 27,000 people that will take you a while. Just boom, right in the nuts. Next, boom, right in the nuts. But what do you expect from this guy? He's a clown. He's been a clown for years. He's ruining baseball. And he continues to ruin baseball. Fair or foul? Number three, Bob Huggins as men's head basketball coach at Virginia. Yeah, I mean, earlier in, in, you know, it was a couple of months ago, he got caught on the radio talking about Catholics and talking about gay people. And now he gets caught. 
DUI. Yikes. Unfortunately, this is where his career has ended. Um, so, yeah, I think it was fair for him to resign. Uh, just thinks it was under the circumstances that they were. He kind of walks out with his tail between his legs, apologizing and feeling bad for all the things he's done the last couple of weeks and it kind of shit, uh, the last couple of months, and it kind of shit on everything he did at West Virginia the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, the DUI in Pittsburgh, truck and driving, you had radio show. Like playing some yeah. It's completely fair. Bob Huggins had to go. Now, is his career over? Probably not. Like, that's just how college sports work. Like, I get another job. Mm. You smack the kid. He threw a chair. <laughs> you smack the kid. He threw a chair. Bobby Knight got another job. So, if you can coach, you will get another job. Like, that's just how, that's just college sports. Is it fucked up? Absolutely, it's fucked up. But you know what? That's the nature of the beast. It was the smart decision from a standpoint. It was a smart personal decision on Coach Huggins' point. Go get help. Get yeah. help for your problems. Seek help and figure out what your stressor is and figure out how you can cope in a better, healthier Because what you is detrimental to your health to your career, detrimental to your family, completely uncalled. So hopefully, Coach, you get the help you need and you made the correct decision to move on at this point in time before something else, something worse happened on your watch. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right. What time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes. We have a poll on our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ. And you vote. And you vote. And you vote. And you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a shout out on this and do you know who took the coveted ass trophy last week, D? I don't. It is the notorious Conor McGregor. For not only... <laughs> first, you're not... That's what we heard about, right? Like, and that's what we heard. The comedic, that was the comedic aspect of what we were doing. And then we hear that you went and sexually assaulted somebody at the same game. <laughs> Notorious, indeed. Notorious 
asshole. So that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees? D. All right. First up, I've got the New York Yankees batting order. Since Aaron Judge's injury, they're batting 195. Aaron needs to get back or Cashman needs to figure things out. New York Yankees batting order. You are my alleged superstar of the week. And number two, Jahir Alexander. When asked about your thoughts on Jordan Love, your response was best quarterback in the league. Sorry, Jahir. Can you say that in my good ear? I thought you said he was the best quarterback in the league. Jordan Love does not need that pressure. He does not need you to float his boat. Jair Alexander, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And the last one might be surprising to you, but I'm putting Ricky Fowler on here. I mean, dude, you started the U.S. Open with a... You shot at 62, and you finished tied for fifth? What the hell happened, man? Do better, Ricky. Just do better. Ricky Fowler, you're my legend superstar of the week. What do you got, Z? That sounds about right for Ricky Fowler. He's one of many U.S. golfers that have shown so much promise and ultimately did not deliver at all. We're going to start with Mexican supporters. For the anti-gay chant at U.S. keeper Matt Turner during U.S.'s route of Mexico, causing an early stop to the match. It was bad enough that the Mexican men's national team was gooning it up on the pitch. Didn't need homophobic chants, the derogatory chants towards Matt Turner. Mexican national supporters, you are of the week. Number two, Rob Manfred. Need I say... I think I've said my piece on Rob Man. Moron. Moron. <laughs> Rob Manfred, you are my of the week. And last but not least, the Atlanta Braves. You heard this one, I'm sure. On, on Father's Day, Charlie Culberson was to his father's Pitch. The ceremonial first pitch was going to be Charlie Culberson and his dad. Slight problem. Before the game, they designated Culberson for assignment. Like, you're out. Like, we, I understand that you want a wholesome moment with your dad. The problem is you suck. We can't have that many people in the. We can't have that many people in the clubhouse. Nope. Nope. Uh, would you look at the time, Harris? You and your Mike. Come on. You over here. Oh my, can you at least sound like Charlie Culberson was going to play <laughs> here? Charlie Culberson has, he's not been, he's not a great player. He's not even a decent player. Moment and then cut him. I'm not saying don't cut him. I'm saying wait till after the game. Let him have his moment with his dad. My dad died in 26. I had that moment. Let him have his moment. Because you never know when it's going to be your last. Atlanta Braves, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've said our piece on our picks. You guys are going to station this week. Our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ and vote and vote and vote and vote. 
and just do better boys just do better can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Popstars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and they're custom personalization service is top-notch. Westchester Popstars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Popstars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. Order up! We continue our position by position breakdown in Major League Baseball. We are at the hot corner. It is time for us to order up. Order up, order up. This bring up our top third Major League Baseball one. Who, who you got? Oh, man. Some of these guys are, are really some of my favorite players, too. So, at number five, he's the best player on my fantasy team. I've got Max Muncy leading all third baseman with 18 home runs. Dude could play all the positions on the right side of the infield. He's been hurt recently. He's been striking out a lot. But he's a true baseball player. Got number five. Number five, Max Muncy. At number four, I got Jose Ramirez. He supplies the wood, switch hitting, third baseman who hits for power. Yes, please. Uh, he plays almost every day. Uh, he's he's everything Cleveland's got right now. Number three, one of my favorite players, Nolan Arenado. Man, dude's a beast. He's, he's a beast on the field and at the plate. Um... He's second amongst third baseman in RBI. I believe he finished second last year in the MVP voting for the National League. Nolan Arenado, good, gritty baseball player. Number two, Rafa Devers, second to only Otani in RBIs in the whole entire league. Uh, he's the best weapon the Red Sox have. He's their best player. Um, they kind of banked it on him. They got rid of Mookie. They got rid of all their players. And they figured we can we can march on with this guy, and they are marching on with him. Oh, number one, Z gonna be mad at me. I'm taking a homer. Austin, I'm shocked. Shocked. He's the truth. 6'3", 240 pounds. His numbers are down this year, but man, if I wanted, if I'm starting a team with a third baseman, he's my guy. <laughs> Z, what do you got? I'm shocked. Shocked. And an Atlanta Brave. Is at the top of your list. Oh my god! 
I, I just emphasize myself. Number five, I'm going Rafa Devers. Rafa Devers, 796 OPS, 57 ribby, 17 homers. Pretty decent with the glove. Mm-hmm. Not great. Serviceable. Mm-hmm. Serviceable. So he definitely is in the upper echelon for me. And like you said, he's the best player on a on an eh team. Number four. Who just swept the Yankees? Yeah. Bad team. There you go. <laughs> bad team. Bad team on bad team action. Number four. Just because his batting average is a little bit better, and he's a better fielder, Austin Riley. So 11, 34 ribbies. 260 batting average, 748 OPS. Solid. Really good player. Really good player. Not number one, but a really good player. What takes number three over the top, because they're very similar, right? They're very similar. What the numbers are just slightly better, and this guy plays ridiculous defense. That would be Matt Chapman of the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm. Legit. You know, platinum glove twice. Not once, but twice. I'm not saying gold glove. I'm saying platinum glove. That was the best defensive player in the majors. Voted twice. He's a three-time gold glover. So, Matt Chapman is a stud. And, you know, he definitely deserves to be on this list. Number two, another stud. Nolan Arenado. He's... He's single-handedly like keeping St. Louis afloat in this terrible, terrible year. Right. I mean, I'm not saying he's doing a great job of it. <laughs> I but, think you he's know, sinking. That ship is sinking. Sinking Marmol fast. Marmol is going to get fired. And Mike Schilt is somewhere. He's just like laughing. He is laughing his ass off. Like, you guys wanted me out. This is what you get. Maybe you shouldn't have fired me. I'm just saying. Just saying. And number one... Because he's the total package, right? And he's a switch hitter. I'm going with Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians. Only 11 homers, right? Not as many as... He's your number one? My number one is Jose Ramirez of the Guardians. Mm -hmm. So not as many home runs as Arenado. But stellar defense. He's right up there. 11 homers, 43 ribbies, 285 batting average, 851 OPS. Four-time Silver Slugger, four-time All-Star. Jose Ramirez is without a doubt a stud. And Cleveland has... Cleveland's got a star on their hand, for sure. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast usually on Wednesday nights on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay fade, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.